0: Hello and welcome to the Multiverse of Marketing! I am Crash and Burn, and with me as always is Jr. Sweetie!
1: I'm here as well.
0: I'm just happy I still have the lung capacity after COVID to do that.
1: Hooray!
0: Hooray! Hack, 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 wheeze, wheeze, wheeze.
1: Right. Uh, anyway. Well, we're yeah. we're glad you're still with us.
0: Yes, and I'm glad to still be with us so that we can talk about this, uh, the most surprising of episodes to to be enjoyed. Um, going into it, of course, was I disappointed that we weren't talking about one of the greatest characters of Star Trek ever? Yes, yes, slightly, but you know what? This rom does not disappoint.
1: Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, for me, doing this show is generally like, oh, it'll be some fun curiosities and stuff like that. I did not expect to come out of this just be being like a an evangelical uh, ROM guy now. <laughs> Have you heard the good uh, word of
0: ROM? Which makes a lot of sense, because I swear to fuck, way back when I was a kid hanging around, like, late 80s, early 90s comic book stores, I'm pretty sure some creepy guy at some point went, have you ever heard of
1: ROM? And it's like, oh, go away, creepy dude. Uh, yeah. No touch. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, this is this is one of those things. I... By the time I was reading comics, ROM was over. Mm-hmm. Um, Same pretty much.
0: I mean, like, we're talking the 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 last years of it. I was always really pissed as a kid uh, that um, I started reading comic books right after uh, the switchover between classic, uh, well, not classic, but Chris Claremont X-Men and Jim Lee X-Men. You know, like, where they, they look like they do in the cartoons and there's like yeah. an entire era of Marvel that did a switch over in 89, 90 when uh, Todd McFarlane and all the image kids, uh, the soon to be image kids were designing stuff and like the paper changed, the color that they use for the, the print change uh, the designs of everyone change. And oh, I was so pissed in the early nineties that I didn't get to enjoy the glory that is 80s marvel and rom kind of represents that uh, i i i didn't i didn't want to pay attention to it when i was a kid but now i'm oh, oh it's like the promised land
1: well and yeah it is it's you know it's one of those books i don't know i just because it was um, it was over. And because Marvel straight up no longer had the rights to it, so none of it was getting reprinted. Uh, because Rom was not appearing in anything. Um, generally speaking, I just had no reason to give a shit. And, you know, so... And now... <laughs> When you look at it, like there again, they they can't reprint his crossovers with other books to any real extent. So you'll have you'll have the Dire Wraiths show up in old storylines of X Men. That's really it. Like you know, um, they don't get. You don't get the full effect. There is nothing. There's not enough there to make you go, oh, this was actually a thing. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's oh, it's kind okay. of the,
0: the opposite of how like Marvel Transformers and G.I. Joe's was, which were like started generally in the Marvel universe, and then as soon as it picked up, they were like, No, no, we're not working on the the continuity of that. Fuck off. That's insane. Yeah. Uh and and so. It instead was given the time and the space to to continue to work within the Marvel universe, and it did so beautifully. Uh, we'll get to it later, but like all of this crescendo is like a secret symphony behind some of the the the, the most like iconic storylines of uh, uh, an entire generation of Marvel, and it's like turns out there was a secret, secret, secret war. Around the time of the Secret War.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess let's start with what the fuck Rom actually is. Um
0: Yeah. And like, here's one of those things. If if you, dear listener, are in the position I was and, and uh, JR was like going into this where it's like, yeah, I've heard of Rom my entire life, but like... Personally, I always thought of him in the same vein as like Herbie and Aaron Stack. I don't give a crap about Herbie or Aaron Stack. I don't care. Rom looks, you can just look at it and be like, "Mm, -mm. that is a book that was created around the time that like War Games was in theaters because someone in editorial went, computers, computers are big. Do something with computers. A writer who who, who writes on like, at best, uh, an Apple II is like, um, fucking... CPU, the the cop from the future. Uh, no, uh, 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 Rom. He's a uh, space knight robot cyborg. Uh,
1: CPU is actually uh, Charles Pulaski Ullman. Oh fuck! Uh, yes, the the cop from the future, uh, who is now <laughs> more machine than man. Um, uh, he's not <laughs> Robocop. That's a no. Let's be clear.
0: Let's be very clear. Um, Robocop is cool. This is shit.
1: (laughs) No. So uh, Rom was created by. um, Well, Rom was released by Parker Brothers. (laughs) Rom Um, Rom was unleashed. And um, he. So it was very general. Um, He Rom was an electronic toy at a time when that wasn't really a thing yet mm-hmm. um and um and for parker brothers especially because parker brothers had only ever done board games and this was their first uh their first time their first foray into the world of action figures and things um, and, and you you can tell because and... they just came
0: up with a single action figure. It's like suddenly they decide to make toasters. So they made a toaster, and you're looking at it and you're like, okay, what am I supposed to? I mean, yeah. I know, I know, I make toast, but what 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 the fuck, man? But like, where yeah. where is Rom? What's the context of Rom at the time? At the time, there was no context of roM. There was no enemy. it's just here's rom uh kids love it uh Gabo, the, context, Gabo.
1: the context was he's a space knight that's it <laughs> um and it's it's an interesting toy. I mean, looking at it, it's not it's not the kind of thing that, as a kid, I'd have been super jazzed by it's got um, a but, really
0: bland design like like e- that's definitely one of the funniest things uh about the rom comic book is like they continue the incredibly painfully bland design that he had at his beginning all the way through yeah. the end you're like there. surely at some point someone would have been like can i please do something to make him look cool no yeah no
1: yeah um and the toy itself is interesting because he's got a backpack, which which provides all the sounds. He has light-up eyes, and then he has his weapons, all of which plug into a light bulb that's attached to his backpack. And that's where you get stuff like the neutralizer, the analyzer, all of that. Um, The toy was not really a hit is what a is surprise charitably. a
0: completely um, non-contextual toy of an ugly ass robot
1: wow neat right right but what what did click uh was the the comic book put out by uh marvel um which for basically its entire run was written by Bill Mantlow, who had also done uh Micronauts, which was also better than it should have been. Yep. Um and it's really fucking good. Like it's um, really
0: fucking and it's it's funny that like this managed to ultimately have as good a story as like its its compatriots, like you know, like Transformers and GI Joe and and Micronauts, and it's just it's it's a testament to the era, but it's also this hilarious like. So as you were saying, uh, ROM failed as a toy. And it got shipped to England, like uh, various versions of Rom got shipped to England. It's like, ah, we'll just flog him on the Brits, whatever. And it got added to the Action Man line, if I recall. And Action yeah. Man is what they call G.I. Joe over there. So Rom, before he even becomes a comic book character, is it literally a G.I. Joe?
1: The original G.I. Joe, the... the... You know, doll G.I. Joe uh, was released in the UK as Action Man in the 80s when they redid G.I. Joe as the three and a quarter inch G.I. Joe's that series was called Action Force. And that's why I was like, no, wait. <laughs> so we're both right.
0: We're both right. Hooray. It's the best kind of world. And, and yeah, it's like, that also gives you a sense of scale that like the original ROM toy was too large. You know, it, it was a doll. It a, a doll with yeah, light up well, eyes, you know.
1: And fortunately this was before they downscaled the G.I. Joe action figures. So it would not have been, thankfully, it wouldn't have been the full-size ROM toy, and then, like, a bunch of three and three-quarter inch. Uh, <laughs> what, which just... one of you are spies? I'll catch you! Uh, but, like, yeah,
0: yeah I, I just love that even before we get into the rich rich complexity that... that uh, rom somehow wove its way in and out of it already has a tinge of that of like we're we're not even out of the starting gate and it's already a fucking gi joe in england (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and so what's what's interesting about so if you're not familiar with rom here is the reader's digest version
0: it's gonna sound real fucking stupid
1: if you're not familiar with Reader's Digest, go ask your mom. I don't know. Um, so, on the planet Galador, the Galadorians lived in peace, hooray, you know, daisy chains for everybody. Along come the Dire Wraiths, and the Dire Wraiths are from the shitty part of town called the Dark Nebula. And uh, they are sorceress shapeshifters Um In the Marvel version, it turns out that they are actually an offshoot of the Skrull race, Um, (laughs) so on and so forth. But they start waging war against Galador, and the Galadorians uh, decide that they are going to augment their people, and so they ask for volunteers. And the first volunteer is a guy named Rom. And the, and so it's one of those situations. Everybody's like really um, leery of agreeing to all of this. And Rom's just like, I'll do it. And then a bunch of people were like, okay, so at least I wasn't the first. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I'll do it, um, okay. <laughs> so they give up their humanity in order to be turned into cyborgs known as space knights. And... They proceed to wreck shop on the dire wraiths. They turn back the dire wraiths, not only drive them from Galador, but drive them from their own home planet of Wraith World. Um, Great
0: name for it, Wraith World. Yeah,
1: you know. Yeah, and that's how they end um, up in
0: the Pegasus Galaxy, uh, harassing Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this entire read-through, I mean, like, to, to be very fair, the, the Dire Wraiths are designed horribly. They, they uh, as I mentioned to you previously, they look like Soggies. And yeah. to get over the fact that I couldn't find them a viable threat as Soggies, uh, in my head, I started picturing them as the Wraiths from Stargate Atlantis. Because at least that's something, damn it
1: the the redesign that they go through that gives them more their more um i don't know zoidberg without his shell kind of <laughs> Sharpe appearance Woo. uh it, it does it does them a favor in that regard cuz yeah. i find that a lot more intimidating than general doughy white thing um <laughs> and so the upshot of all of this is the Wraiths are on the run. The space knights proceed to split up and start trying to track them down and basically eradicate them from existence, which in this case, what that involves is the neutralizer being used to send the to banish them to limbo.
0: <laughs> That's right. It's not um, genocide, it's just segregation.
1: Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it, it, I mean, but here, and here's, here's the fundamental thing is that early on, I had a real problem with the Dire Wraiths because their whole thing was like, we're evil. We're going to work our evil. Evil is the best. And then eventually things come around to like, well, they want to take, re- retake their home world in order, to, or they they want to take over Earth to use it as a staging ground to retake their home, which is at least somewhat relatable. Mm-hmm. Like when, when a villain is just like, I love evil so much. I'm just like, all right. All right. Like, Neat. I don't, I don't buy that. Um, But like someone having a, even a relatable goal, like we just want to retake our world. I get that. Um, but so Rum comes to Earth looking for uh Wraiths, and that's where we start our series. Um, and yeah, uh over the course of things, he develops a uh a bit of a supporting cast, though most of them wind up dying against the Wraiths. <laughs> um, the most the only one who makes it from beginning to end is Brandy Clark a human he meets initially who is just all about getting the dick he left back on Galador. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is just so thirsty for Rom uh, to the extent that like her boyfriend is just like, Oh man. And it's just like, move on, man. I'm sorry. I know. But like, you know, if, if she, because if you get left for a good looking guy, if you get left for a guy that's just like super hot, then maybe you can just be like, well, maybe I can prove I'm the better person. But if she falls in love with the vaguely humanoid to, dude made out of chrome, because she's like. Attracted to his inner humanity, that's it for you. Yeah, you're not. You can't. What are you going to do? What can you possibly do to compete with that? Just go meet someone else. Uh, but that's fun because he dies. So, uh,
0: (laughs) eventually, thankfully,
1: yeah. Um, now the whole Brandy Clark thing, it does ultimately. All right, we'll get to Brandy Clark. I'm sorry, I was about to... So, what's interesting to me about ROM, and I think what might have kept me from connecting with it when I was younger... So, I have a really hard time with stories about uh, people who have been robbed of their uh, human body to some degree. So, fun fact about me, I have tremors. I've had tremors since I was born, okay? And it's a hassle. It's not full-blown, like, I'm not gonna sit here and talk about a disability or anything, but it's a giant hassle because I can't write without it being messy unless I press very hard and then my hands hurt. Uh, I, if I get pulled over, my car's probably going to get searched. So I had to learn to get up to all my nefarious shit at home. Uh, (laughs) I, I have no doubt that, uh, that it has cost me jobs because people think I'm uh, tweaking pretty hard. And uh, I have no doubt as well that when I hit my hurt my back, um, it took me longer to get actual help for that because a lot of doctors probably thought I was there for pills. So, crap reading stuff like new teen titans where cyborg would just be like yeah you know i'm a tin man now and it's just like wait a minute you can write your name without it being a whole thing and crush a dude's skull i don't know what the fuck you're complaining about pinocchio <laughs> get over it but i think what's i think what's interesting about rom is this is not a thing that happened To him. Now, this is a thing he gave up. Um, And, you know, ostensibly with the promise of uh, being allowed to become human again once it was all over, though, over the course of the series, that becomes less and less of a possibility. Um, And I think I think that's why I like the Marvel version more. Than the later IDW version because the IDW version does make it an accident. Um, initially, <laughs> like the he Rom and a couple of other people fall into a mine and get covered in goo, and that's how they become space knights. Yeah, that, and that's just normal. like, mm, yeah, that's boring as shit. But this, where he's just like the most noble you of know, noble, yeah yeah it's it's great um
0: and it immediately makes him like a very 80s sci-fi fantasy hero where it's like no he is of all his people he is the only one who is truly you know noble truly just truly worthy blah 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 um if this was a more modern book rom would have held me at some point just to like oh well, for sure yeah
1: for sure. Yeah, that elevator yeah. could
0: definitely move the hammer.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. He it would have like Mjolnir would have there would have been no hesitation. It would Mjolnir would have just said, yeah, go ahead, pick me up. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um Yeah, he he's really interesting and really um great. And I I like that initially everyone thinks he's an alien invader who's just going around murdering people. Um, It's
0: a, it's a great like seventies, eighties conceit because they could have done a, a very lazy book that would have gone for 20 or 30 issues where it's just find another way for this, um, you know, uh, uh, Bill Bixby, incredible Hulk style, approach to scripting right. where it's like you know everyone in town thinks he's evil but he befriends one person and then he has to save that one person but in saving that one person he justifies the town's belief that he, they're evil because he just like vaporized the the sheriff who everyone you know is uh, agrees is like a corrupt criminal or something but oh my god uh he's he's a threat to town or some shit like that and it's like easily rinse and repeat like that there's a way to make this quantum leap. My god, yes. But the the true joy of it is just as you're getting real fucking sick of that conceit. They blow it up in a pretty decent way and they just keep keep stripping away any restrictions the story has. Every time it it runs into a barrier and you're like, "Well, this is a single uh you know, like comic. It's it's not like it's going to say, extend to the entire Marvel universe, right, right yeah. and then it does,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, which is is interesting just because it doesn't it doesn't really touch any other Marvel titles the way it should,
0: yeah, I mean it touches yeah, x men this should be um, a, a massive event that has consequences for characters across all books like this should be secret invasion
1: for sure um and it's not you know it like i said it crosses over into x-men because the the device forge builds that winds up stripping storm of her um of her powers was an attempt to copy rom's neutralizer and so the dire wraiths and forge are a whole subplot in uncanny x-men and stuff like that but it yeah this generally does not have the effect that you would expect uh all out war involving every super team to have. <laughs> um, they they're, all appear
0: the fucking beyonders in this.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now it is it is interesting that Rick Jones joins the cast uh later on in the book because you can't do anything in the Marvel universe without Rick Jones sticking his fucking face into it i mean i um, I, I feel
0: like for a very great long uh while of a uh, uh, while of time or what whatever uh that was like the seal of approval of like okay kid you're you're actually a part of the company now. here's Rick Jones,
1: yeah, yeah. might uh we'll we'll stick Rick in and see what he does <laughs> um but I think that you know. Between the, you know, the initial arc of things wherein he comes to Earth, you know, he fights some random dude in one of his friend's armors, um, and so on and so forth, with all of the, uh, oh my god, he's just going on a murdering spree, all of that. Then you get into, like, Terminator and everything with that. Uh, And then once you're kind of bored with that, then they move on to, oh, well, here's, um, you know, Brandy as Starshine. And then it's like, okay, all right. And then it's like, what if we just had the entire world go to war against these things? And you're like, wait, what? And then that's over. And it's just like, what if galador's fucked and so it's all just it it moves along at a very good clip a lot of it is very monster of the week at times but then it doesn't ever really give you a chance to get bored with the status quo it has it has the way things are and then you're just like okay uh And then it moves on and it does something else. And then you start to get used to that. And it's just like, Forget about that. We're doing this now, yeah. and it's great.
0: And it, yeah, because it does it in a, a a way that feels natural. Like there's a pacing to it. uh There's a, an issue where Ram is healed. He's returned to his human body, and it's like, okay, so is that is that the status quo going forward? And you find out that no, no, it's a it's a fake. And it's like, okay, so we're just taking these kinds of random sidestep stories this very much reads and i i know i made the joke earlier of like it it gets a bunch of return of the king endings but the more i think about it it literally is just lord of the rings because it's like uh yeah we were making this book for a while then we changed their minds it became this book for a while and it changed their minds it became this book for a while and in the end they come home and find out that home is shit Uh, oh we're gonna have to fix it now okay you know it's like what a, what a terrific saga that stumbled forward, through into greatness, and didn't really drop the ball at any time. I don't understand how this book is so good. And I know that it's because of the talent of those involved, like a, a terrific creative team. But this book should have failed well before it reached a dozen issues, because it was still very boring, pat reductive at that time and I, I I, just I'd love to know the business decisions behind how this book survived long enough to become good
1: yeah I I don't know I mean I was surprisingly on board to begin with um I you know in reading the first few issues I'm like this is actually fairly decent? I mean, fairly um,
0: decent certainly, but like not innovative. Like just very much, okay? All right. Yep.
1: Well, yeah. I just it was it was the kind of thing that there's there's a lot of things that we cover for this that if I'm positive about them, it's always qualified. Mm. Uh it's always just like, well, this is better than it has any reason to be or <laughs> Uh, it's good for what it is, or what have you. There is no qualification with this. Like, ROM starts out decent and just gets fucking bananas. And I honestly, I, this is one of those things that I wind up kind of wanting to just, if anybody's like, hey, what's a what's an old series that you've read that you and I'm just like, Rom? rom. Read rom. rom. Rom the Space Knight. It's really no There's only 75 issues. Read Rom. So listen, I know this is so shut up. Listen to listen to me. Read this book. Um <laughs> because yeah, it's between the the stuff with Terminator, where his the remains of his humanity gets stolen and put into somebody else who's then murdered by Galactus. Uh, yeah, his being cloned by the Quasimodo intelligence and then immediately starting to deteriorate. Um, Brandi Clark becoming uh, Starshine and immediately just uh declaring holy war against all dire wraiths um all of it i'm just like this is really fucking good and it sucks that um it's not just readily available it really does yeah i
0: and not only that it's not readily available it can't be Brought back in in any way uh, at the moment. Like this would be a great comic to relaunch. This would be a great comic to have as a backstory for something, as a basis, a jumping-off point. As, as uh, you know, what if you had like, uh, say you had a book like, uh, like Blue Marvel and the Ultimates, and they come across Galador, and it's like. Fucking people haven't been to Galador in 30 years. We have no idea. The last time humanity fucked with Galador was during a secret war. We almost lost the planet, and we had no
1: idea. Well, what's interesting is, so the rights are so screwed up. Galador is still around. Galador is still owned by Marvel, and the Space Knights still appear in shit. They've appeared as recently as um, right before X of Swords, I believe, because uh, uh, Cable wound up with a sword that belonged to the, to the Space Knights. They appeared in Annihilation uh, Conquest and things like that. The only things Marvel doesn't own the rights to are Rom and the name Dire Wraiths. Like, And even that's kind of wonky because I guess back in 2016, Hasbro, which now owns Parker Brothers because of fucking course they do, um, tried to trademark Dire Wraiths and Marvel Marvel tried to challenge that, but then they worked something out. And so now Marvel owns the physical design of the Dire Wraiths, the weird bug thing they've got going on. They own that, um, but they don't own the name Dire Wraiths anymore. Uh, they own the Space Uh, Knights- Another successful Marvel
0: contract.
1: They own the Space Knights, (laughs) but they don't own ROM. Um, it's kind of like with Micronauts in that they still own, like, Bug and, and the Enigma Force and things like that, but they don't own a Croyer or what have you. Um, I what really I think sucks most of all is with stuff like Transformers the rights are fairly cut and dry. IDW has been able to reprint the old Marvel Transformers comics because that's all owned by Hasbro. Um mm-hmm. so those trades are out there. They're available, but the right situation with ROM is so fucked up that they can't do that. Uh, they can't release the old Marvel stuff in trades. Marvel can't release the old stuff in trades. It's just gone. Uh, so your options are go out and search out every last issue of the series or, you know, pirate it. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Though honestly, like heavens no, can, heavens no. I mean, in this in this case, I don't, I don't feel bad saying to pirate the old Marvel stuff because who are you taking money away from? Nobody's. Yeah,
0: there, there's literally no way to buy it unless you're sitting there in a comic book uh, uh, shop, going through the singles issues and somehow finding every single one of them. And I'm
1: not saying you shouldn't go out and buy them. I'm just saying like. If you want to dip your toe into it uh, without having, you know, if you don't want to commit to buying an entire series sight unseen, there is no way to do that legally. There is no way to yeah. to check it out uh, short of pirating it and, you know... That's a pity, because it's really fucking good. And, I mean, shit, Bill Mantlo's been struggling. Like, and it sucks that so much of his stuff is unavailable because he was working on stuff like this in Micronauts. So, come on. Do the right thing, (laughs) Marvel and Hasbro. Um work that shit out so that I can inevitably
0: get my uh uh Rom Miracle Man crossover event.
1: I mean, you know, if nothing if nothing else. So I I'd just be happy with a Marvel Legends ROM. Uh
0: oh, that'd be good. Because Mar- uh Rom Max <laughs> it's just very, very first fucking uh, uh, panel is, like, them prying his dick off and, like, putting it in a box.
1: This is the official Galadorian dick box. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so... ah, uh, Garth Ennis's greatest work. <laughs> so, the... What I find funny, though, is... So, the series... The series goes on. Galador gets moved by Galactus, and the Space Knights are cut off from it uh, because they have no idea where he put it because Galactus is just, I guess, a prankster. Um,
0: I've seen this season of Doctor Who.
1: (laughs) And so... uh, At the end of the series, as part of Secret Wars 2... Brandy Clark wishes to be back with Rom on Galador. So the Beyonders like fine and sends her to Galador. Meanwhile, Rom is making his way through space and picks up various space knights. And so eventually they all congregate on Galador. But Galador has gone to shit Uh, because after they were moved... The people decided they needed a second generation of space knights to protect them. <laughs> but these space knights... Hey, you kids ever read Kingdom Come? Kingdom Come happens. Yeah, it's it's basically like they need more space knights, but these space knights are all dicks. And so what you wind up with is these space knights just slaughtering their way through the planet. And uh the short version is the bank... Which holds the remains of all of these space knights uh that would have allowed them to become human again is destroyed. Mm. Um so many dicks in so many boxes gone forever. It's it's a dick genocide, and you hate <laughs> to see it. Um but the other thing is they they wipe out the last few purely organic Galadorians. And then, like, the second-generation space knights are all killed off. And so all that's left is a bunch of first-generation space knights, all of whom are unable to ever get out of their armor. Like, they are now just locked in. Uh, However, in doing all of this, they wind up... They locate... um, they locate the remains of Terminator and thus the remaining bits of Rom, which are now suddenly still viable. And so they're just, mm-hmm. they, they, they take them and there's like an orb of energy that just converts Rom back to human. Um, and then Rom and Brandy get their happy ending. The problem with this is twofold. Number one, you can't Adam and Eve your way back from extinction. Like there's there's a minimum number of individuals you need to actually rebuild a species, and it's a lot higher than two. Uh, (laughs) A lot higher. Uh,
0: last I recall for the human race it is roughly ten to twelve thousand yeah. so you're uh you're off by a bit, yeah,
1: there's a pretty wide margin to fill back in there, so basically, like you've staved off the extinction of the galadorian race for a generation that's it, um number yeah. two we don't actually know i mean i know that this is, i know that this is marvel and so everybody's genetically compatible with everybody but in all seriousness we don't actually know if galadorians are compatible with human beings we don't know that they can reproduce it's just assumed that they can and it's like Uh, will they though so
0: (laughs) well maybe rom has a dog dick and you know it just right after the book ends they go home and brandy finds out and then she contacts the beyonder for a uh, one-way ticket home Thank you very much. Nope. You think at that you think
1: at that point she could she could contact the Beyonder and just be like, "Hey, can we make this work?" No, she's just like and the Beyonder's out. like, "No." Well, you know, it's like all of the all of the complaints people have about the Little Mermaid, where where it's just like, "What is Eric gonna do when he finds out he's expected to rub one out over a clutch of eggs on their wedding night?" <laughs> uh, but like, at least. Eric and Ariel are from the same planet. You know, there's a common mm-hmm. there's a common genetic ancestry, however far back that might be. Humans and Galadorians, we have no idea. I mean, like you know, the Shiar look vaguely human, but they're more birds and stuff like that. We have no idea. hate... Like... Um, well no it, it's true like like a scroll is vaguely human
0: but like that would mean that we're more directly related to the dire wraith than the Galadorians, right. you know yeah.
1: like I mean you know was it mean nothing <laughs> it's like for all we know that they're going to they're going to try and make something happen and like uh Ram is just going to be like oh you have you have that. See, we're actually more closely related to your Earth cantaloupe. So I... <laughs> did you... I'm sorry. Did you say antelope or cantaloupe? Yes. <laughs> so uh, it's more of a germination situation. <laughs> um <laughs> this is this is not going to work and i'm so glad i i really hope from here on out we become the show that people tune into to talk about whether or not Characters will be able <laughs> to fuck. Um, yeah. Not...
0: The, the funny thing is, while you were doing that, my mind decided to populate itself with an image of a Shem uh, uh, hanging out in like a Kirby celestial cluster, just like rubbing his chest. <laughs> and going,
1: yeah. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> what is it? Bueno Excelente from Hitman. Just like. Man, uh, <laughs> bueno. Bueno. <laughs> Casey and I will joke around about that because I've told her about Bueno Excelente, and so like, we'll just joke with each other and just be like (laughs) Bueno Excelente
0: Look fucking hell
1: Anyway, um (laughs) Who else can't fuck? No, um (laughs) But yeah, it's the Marvel series is phenomenal. And that's why it's kind of a pity that the IDW series um, just kind of exists or did for a hot minute. um, Because now even IDW has lost the rights to all this stuff. Um, But like their ROM book didn't even make it to 20 issues, it was 14 in an annual, I think. And then Which is like, damn,
0: that's embarrassing.
1: Well, and especially, you know, I guess it I guess technically if you count Rum's other appearances in other things, because they, they tried to make a whole Hasbro verse happen. Um you know, maybe Rom appeared in twenty issues total. Uh but I don't know. A lot of that really really sucked i as much as i liked some of the idw transformers stuff it was just like oh we're doing visionaries now sure why not um <laughs> well there's there's
0: always paradise x everyone loves reading paradise x
1: hey you know whatever
0: oh <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah yeah n- no mm, no call lie on that one <laughs>
1: I actually, you know what, I really liked Earth and Universe, and then by the time it got to Paradise, I was just like, um, what else you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the steam,
0: the steam falls out of that one yeah. rather
1: quickly. But like I said, the IDW stuff, I think the major issue is the fact that there again, they made it an accident, um, and... They really they really, because they were introducing ROM into a universe that had already had experiences with giant robot aliens uh it it was kind of just feeling a bit like a retread um because they're just like we've got protocols for this people um. In a way that the Marvel stuff didn't, um, at least not not to the same extent. Um, Even though, like, realistically, the Marvel—I
0: mean, I, I did like how the Marvel one like slowly introduced aspects of, like having Shield hunting Rom, and and then yeah, the the Soggies decide to just abandon Shield, and they're like, we can been found out. Fuck this shit. No. Uh, and it, you know, eventually Shield comes back and is like, "Sorry, Rom. Sorry, we didn't know. Sorry. Hey, um, do you do you need all of our resources to fight your war?" Yeah. Uh but like, yeah, it of all the universes that should have had like something, it probably should have been Marvel, where it's like, "Oh, is so- an alien robot has come to Earth? Okay,
1: fuck, take a number." Well, you know, at least in the, at least in the Marvel universe, they've had enough that they've had varied experiences with aliens. Like mm-hmm. at this point, half the Avengers were aliens and stuff like that. In the IDW universe, IDW universe, they had prior to this experience with one alien race. That it already murdered, like, millions of people. Um, Oh, good. So, you know, it's kind of... I get why the IDW universe authorities react the way they do. But it's also like, hmm, okay. It's Transformers Redux. We get it. Um, So... I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see, I have no idea yet who has the Hasbro rights now. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, maybe they'll go to somebody who can do a Marvel caliber story again, but I don't know. I'm not holding my breath.
0: I, I I I just want Kevin Feige to come on stage, uh, during the next D twenty three or whatever, drop his pants, take a shit on the 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 stage, like like right in the middle of it, no commentary, do his pants up, and start walking away and go, we got Rom back, and just leave.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, I would I would love to see a Marvel Rom movie though because the movie. A movie based on the Marvel run of ROM would be fucking amazing. It would be so good. It is, it is such, like you could do a couple, I feel like you could do a pretty decent, uh, movie of like the first arc or so of ROM. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would just be phenomenal um you know that could that could sort of culminate maybe with um with what's his name the Archie, the criminal who becomes a space knight all of that that could just be that could be wonderful I'm sorry that could be absolutely amazing even if, you know, you don't even have to make it, you don't have to make it Avengers adjacent or anything like that. Have it be a self-contained thing, but still, just, like, do that, and that would be phenomenal. Um, yeah,
0: but at the same time, there's such leeway with the story that you could also turn it into the greatest retcon tool necessary. Yeah. Or you, just, you, you can just be like, yeah, no, that uh, fucking Diorath's no, that was a diurethe. No, they didn't die. Diarith. Diarith. Yeah. No, no, that was diureth.
1: So yeah. Um read ROM. Seriously, just go and read it. It's amazing. Um, and if you don't read it, you're stupid. Is yeah. I think the uh <laughs> the headline here. Read it or you're dumb. um. (laughs) and here again i don't think we do we never discussed what we were going to do next uh
0: no no unfortunately i i don't don't think we ended up getting that far well
1: i'd like to put forth we do uh rush city the car comic the car comic rush city yeah
0: oh shit yeah all right so Let's do it join us. let's do it. join us do next it, time where we'll
1: be doing rush city uh the the six issue car commercial uh, <laughs> and, uh you know uh like subscribe uh share our shit. I don't know, you know what you know the call to action at this point um. Follow us on Facebook, like (laughs) us on Twitter. uh, For as long as Twitter's not a complete cesspool, I don't know. I kind of went off the rails there. (laughs) Read ROM. Read ROM. Yeah, I mean, yeah, read ROM. There need to be more people who appreciate ROM the Space Knight. (laughs) So I'm not just alone out here with my sandwich board on the side of the road. Fucking read it.
0: Uh, You're scaring (laughs) children.
1: (laughs) look, if I'm wearing a sandwich board, I shouldn't have to wear pants, okay? I'm sorry. That's just a basic (laughs) thing. It's covered. It's technically a dress. Okay? You don't want to see anything, don't stand to the side. Ha 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 ha. Ah, this is gone places. I'm just, say- I'm just saying, ROM can't fuck.